and amen. Give God a good hand clap of praise tonight. Been a week since we've been in church. So are you glad to be in church tonight? Yes. Praise the Lord. I've got something for you. If you will, turn with me to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 22. 1 Samuel chapter 22. We want to welcome all of you to Bible study. We want to do some studying tonight, some talking tonight. God is doing something. I, I, I'll tell you, uh, if we get focused on what's happening around in the natural, then we're going to lose everything that we've worked hard for. So we've got to start putting our mind on what is going on in the spiritual. We have got to start listening to the Lord. And we've got to start moving along with the Lord. Amen. We've had some good studies right lately. God wants to add that to it tonight. He wants to move and touch many hearts and souls and minds. And tonight he wants to give you a word to help you and encourage you as we go forward in what God is wanting to do here in our life. Amen. First Samuel chapter number 22 verse number 1 said, David therefore departed thence and he escaped to the cave Adullam. And when his brethren and all his father's house heard it, they went down thither to him. And everyone that was in distress and everyone that was in debt, and everyone that was discontented, gathered himself unto him, and he became a captain over them, and there were with him about four hundred men. And David went thence to Mizpah of Moab, and he said unto the king of Moab, Let my father and my mother, I pray thee, come forth and be with you, till I know what God will do for me. And he brought them before the king of Moab, and they dwelt with him all the while that David was in the hold. And the prophet Gad said unto David, Abide not in the hold. Depart and get into the land of Judah. Then David departed and came into the forest of Horeth. I want to read that again, but I want to read it with a different type of trans uh, translation than what you have here. I'm going to read it in the Kip Nash translation. Is that all right? Verse number five said, And the prophet Gad said unto David, What are you doing in this hold? Depart and get thee into the land of praise. Then David departed and came into the forest of Horeth. I want you to look at your neighbor here tonight and tell him, say, The holding pattern is over for me. Say it again. Say the holding pattern is over with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, take the reading of your word, apply it to our hearts, open up our hearts, our souls, and our minds that we will receive and we'll be thankful for all that you are doing this night. God, we open up our hearts, our souls to receive from your Holy Spirit. We invite the Holy Spirit to minister in us in this hour. Let us, Lord God, hear what thus saith the Spirit to the church tonight. And we'll be careful to give you the praise and the glory for it all. In Jesus' name, and I'll everybody say amen. amen. And then say again, the holding pattern is over. We need to talk to the devil like that sometimes. Amen. How many of you here tonight believe that we're entering into a different season with the Lord? How many would agree with that? I believe that we are entering into a season that I want to call it extreme vindication. And the reason why is there in the heavenlies, God has already moved. I believe he's already done everything that he's going to do for this next season that we're walking in. He's already moved and he's done what's necessary to clear away every bit of suspicion that there is in every place that we can get in our life where blame can be thrown on us. And he is offering unto us undeniable proof 
that his people, his remnant, the people that he's going to call his church is right and they're justified. God has done something in the heavenlies that is awaiting to manifest here on this earth and we're going to help pray it through. How many going to help me pray it through? Say amen. I believe that no longer the enemy is going to be able to blame us and substantiate his attack upon the, the world by blaming God's church for it happening. I will share with you that one of the reasons why there are demonic spirits that are out in the world today doing what they need to do is that the church has not stepped up to the standard that God has in their life. The step that the church has not lived the life they need to live. But God is going to soon provide the evidence that is needed for us to be justified, for his people to be justified in the eyes of this world. And as he exposes the darkness that's out there, he is going to defend his people and he's going to protect protect us from the attack of the enemy. How many is ready for the Lord to do that tonight? Amen. Amen. Now the enemy in your life, listen, this is a prophetic, the enemy in your life will no longer be able to encroach upon your life He'll not be able to encroach upon your church. He will not be able to encroach upon your family. And God will do what's necessary right now to save his people and to justify his people. If you believe that, then I say amen. amen. Turn with me to the book of Zechariah chapter 9. I'm going to show you what God has given me that he is going to start doing. What is going to happen here in this world. I believe that God is doing something and I want you to get this tonight. Zechariah Chapter 9, verse 14 through 15 says, And the Lord shall be seen over them. Our church needs to say amen on that already. And his arrow shall go forth as the lightning, and the Lord God shall blow the trumpet and shall go with whirlwinds of the south. The Lord of hosts shall defend them, and they shall devour and subdue with sling stones, and they shall drink and make a noise as through wine, and they shall be filled like bowls and as the corners of the altar. Someone say amen. The first thing you need to see there is that the glory of the Lord is about to be seen over his church. God's glory is coming back into the church. God is going to begin to reveal his glory. If you're not ready for it, you're going to have to get ready for it because God is going to reveal his glory. Go back with me one verse. Look at Revelation. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. One verse for number eight right there. I want you to see there that he says, I am going to encamp around my house. God is saying, I'm going to come and start camping around my house. And go on in that verse, he says, and no oppressor, and somebody ought to be shouting on this, no oppressor shall pass through them anymore. Let the church say amen. That means the devil ain't going to be able to come against you anymore. That means God has done something in the heavenlies right now that has stopped the devil in his tracks in your life. God is going to pitch his tent around you and no oppressor is going to be able to pass through your life anymore. Someone ought to be giving God some praise tonight. There's going to be no more pressing from the enemy. There's going to be no more uh, uh, trespassing from the enemy. There's going to be no more driving by the enemy. There's going to be no more taskmasters in our life that we're going to be in bondage to. There's going to be no more tyranny in our life and we ain't going to have to pay no more tribute to the devil and we ain't going to have to pay no spiritual taxes and we ain't going to have to pay no, no spiritual debt. God has freed his church. He's already done it in the heavenlies and now he's ready for you to start walking in it. Tap that neighbor right beside and say, we're going to walk in it together. Someone shout out amen. amen. 
The enemy will not be able to throw you down is what that means. The enemy will not be able to overthrow you and he will not be able to wield any power over you in these coming years. And if you were spiritual tonight, you'd be shouting like you've never shouted before. The devil can't do nothing to you under the umbrella of this ministry that is accepting the fact that God's already ruled in heaven and hell can't do nothing in your life. Someone shout amen like you mean it. Amen. Look at verse 9. Verse 9 says that the king is coming unto me. Everybody say that with me. The king is coming unto me. Say it again. The king is coming unto me. Raise your hand to the Lord and say, The king is coming unto me. Someone here needs to understand that God is coming unto us. God is going to show up and show out for us. He's going to do some things for us that we've never seen before and we've never experienced before. The king himself is coming unto us. Us. Let the church say amen. amen. Verse number 12 shares with us that there's a turning that's about to happen. Things are turning around. Amen. amen. God, he goes on there in verse 12 and he said, God is going to bless you double. I'm going to say it again so you'll get excited. God says, I'm about to bless you double. Amen. amen. Then he goes on and he talks in our text and he says arrows of the Lord is going to show up. God has already commissioned warrior angels around you and stationed them around you and the archers of Almighty God are being stationed around his people and God in heaven right now has had enough and God has said I am declaring war against what the enemy has been doing to my church and I'm coming to save my church. I'm coming to deliver my church. I'm coming to resurrect my church. I'm coming to revive my church. I'm coming to breathe a brand new breath of life in my church and the heavens are going to become open to us and angels are going to start coming to us and if you look at that the Bible said there that the angels was coming to us like lightning I'm here to tell you you ain't got to wait no much longer for the Holy Ghost to show up and angels to show up in your life at the speed of light the angels are showing up for you you just need to go ahead and accept your deliverance tonight and walk in that because God said I have blown the shofar of war up in the heavens and I'm going to move on this earth and I'm coming on this earth in whirlwinds. I'm coming against your enemy and I'm going to wipe him clean. The devil stepped across the line and God said, enough is enough. Everybody holler out and say, enough is enough. In Psalm chapter number 78 verse 26 the Bible says that he caused the east wind to blow in heaven and by his power he brought forth the south wind. And in Hosea chapter 13 verse 15 it tells us that the east wind is the wind of the Lord. That word there for, for wind there, there's two different words there. One word, the first one, the east wind is talking about the wind here on this earth. But it goes on and it says the east wind is the wind or the breath of the Lord. It's when God rises up and he breathes a brand new fresh breath of life into his church and into this world. And God is saying that I am standing up and I'm going to use my wind and I am releasing the east wind anointing of the Holy Ghost upon the church and things are going to change. Someone shout out and say amen. Now I want to share with you that the east wind symbolizes God's might but it symbolizes it in a negative way. It means that God is coming in a destructive justice power and God is coming in this church. He's coming in many other churches. He's coming in the world and he's bringing some destruction. He is tearing down some things that hell has been trying to do. If we believe that tonight everybody needs to shout out and say amen. amen. Look at that right beside of you and say the holding pattern has changed. It's over with. 
I want everyone here to know tonight that God has come to deliver you. He's already delivered you. You do not need to leave the way you came tonight. Amen. In Jeremiah 23 and 19, the Bible says, Look here, behold here, there is a whirlwind of the Lord that has gone forth in his fury, and even a grievous whirlwind, and it shall fall grievously upon the head of the wicked. You see, God uses the strength and the power of the wind of God, which is the east wind of God, to come and bring some grievous judgment upon the wicked. And God is coming upon the wicked of the world, and he's taking the wealth of the wicked, and he's changing that and God is bringing some justice on these wicked things in the world and I'm ready to receive what I need to receive. Amen. So we see also there that it also everything from the Lord always has a positive and a negative effect. The positive effect means for his people that are in sync with him and in line with his spirit that can hear the word of God, he's symbolizing to you that God is bringing a blessing to you. Everybody hold your hand up and say, God's going to bless me right now. Now the east wind was the wind that God used to blow in the manna and the quail to the children of Israel. So God said, I am using my east wind to blow in into your life exactly what you need right now and here for your future. You ain't got to worry about your needs. You ain't got to worry about what God is going to do for you. God is going to show up for you in the middle of all hell that hell is trying to do. Don't worry about anything. God has delivered his church already. Someone say amen. The manna came in, but on top of all of that, it was the east wind that separated the Red Sea. And when it separated the Red Sea, God made a way out of a situation when they won't no way out of the situation. And God is about to make a way out of some situations in your life and in his people's life that we can never even think we can even come out of it. God is going to blow the Red Sea apart and you're going to cross forth into your promised land on dry ground. Can anybody give God a good hand clap of praise. Now the east wind is also in line with the former rain and the latter rain. So God is trying to share with the church, I am doing something spiritual. I am doing something in the heavenlies and I'm going to do something that's going to manifest here on this earth and I'm doing it by bringing blessing to my people but I'm bringing justice to the wicked. If you want a blessing you need to get in line with the Lord and get under his covenant. If you want to be cursed stay on out there where you are and live the way you want to. But God is about to set things right for his church God is about to justify his church God is about to justify his prophets and everything that the prophets has prophesied and released out of their mouth God is going to bring it to fruition because this is a time and a season that it can't go on any longer everybody I say it can't go on any longer here's why because that word the each wind is literally encased with the number 50 everybody I say 50 and we are in the 50th year that is the year of jubilee in the kingdom of Israel but on top of that there's some things that have been erected under the kingdom of hell for the last 50 years that God has taken down. He's already took down abortion that is 50 years old in January. Go to looking in your history and find other things that is 50 years old. God is going to wipe it out. He's coming in a whirlwind of his fury to take out what hell has tried to do. Hell tried to take your children. Hell tried to take your grandchildren 
children. Hell came against you, tried to take your health and bust up the church. But I got news from the devil from the heavenly chronicle up in heaven and the headline says that God has declared war up in heaven. He has blown and sounded the alarm and the angel of the Lord of hosts has come down and he is facing more of your angels all around us and God is going to bless his people and justify his church and show the world that what they've been saying all along is the truth and we're going to see some altars that's been raised up to the devil come down and God's altar that needs to be rebuilt is going to be rebuilt. Can someone shout out and say amen? He said there in Psalm 74, he said, I'm going to come with the east wind. And he said, with my power, I'm coming with the south wind. Tap that neighbor right beside him and say, get ready for the south wind. The south wind is symbolic and it represents a reviving breath of Almighty God. In other words, God said, I'm going to come out and I'm going to clean away any obstacle that there is that is holding back my revival. I'm going to blow it out of the way. If there's a habit in your life that's holding back a revival, God said, I'm getting rid of it. If there's some depression in your life that's holding back the revival of God, He's blowing a breath in it to give you the power to overcome it. If your health is holding back the revival of Almighty God, God said, I have come and I've blown it. And when I do with my east wind, I'm going to judge that thing and then I'm coming with my south wind which is the power of the reviving power of the Holy Ghost and I want you to know right now God has done something I wish to God I can you'd ever want to be able to see what God has done you'd be shouting around this church and shouting the devil down and stomping him with your foot and let the hell know that God's already won the battle and declared that if we could only see if someone shout out and say I'm getting ready for revival tell your neighbor right beside him say come on let's get ready for revival we're getting ready for revival God's already released He's already blown that very eternal breath of Almighty God of life. And He's going to bring some things out of the grave. He's going to resuscitate some people that are dead. God is raising up a brand new crop of Christians to bring about what God needs. Can anybody in this house say amen? Let me tell you what I've been seeing for the last few months in my mind's eye. It seems like that the Holy Ghost is bringing it back to me over and over again. I don't know if y'all know how to look and see in the spiritual. Maybe I'll have a class or two for you to see that. But it's not very hard for you to see what God is doing in the in the spiritual. And in my mind's eye, almost on a daily basis, I, I, I'm getting a scene that's coming before me. And I see a courtroom that's full of demonic spirits. That's full of evil spirits. And they are standing there on one side and they are screaming and shirking our accusations over to the other side where God's people are. And the accusations and the lies is going over these people and they're looking and all of a sudden the scene changes and I see a great big golden gavel that is sitting there coming down by the half high hand and the power of Almighty God and hitting the sand and immediately when it hits the sand the demons shut up screaming the demons shut up screaming and the people over here that are symbolic in my mind's eye of the church of Almighty God goes to shouting and starts putting down what hell has been trying to do to us God is about to turn it around hell has been trying to put out some lies hell has been trying to shriek and scream and hold us back in fear but my God said that enough is enough my gavel has come down and now I'm turning it completely around I've blown the shafar I've ruled and verdict for you and I am bringing you out of this mess and revival is coming to my house get ready slap down beside it and say the holding pattern's over amen but God said you need to go forward tell your neighbor right beside say you got to go forward now tell another say don't you stop now Oh, because if you stop right now, you can't get what God wants for you. Don't you stop dreaming. Keep right on dreaming. Don't you stop your plans. If you got a plan to do something for the Lord, you keep right on doing it. 
Don't you drop your mantle. If you've got a mantle and an anointing from Almighty God and a calling from God, don't you give up right now. If you give up right now, you're not going to get your blessing. Don't you drop your instrument. Don't you drop your weapons. Don't you get out there and drop your pen. You go forward and go forward unafraid because God is paving and clearing out the way for you. God is breaking off all of the fear in your life. He is breaking and getting rid of the orphan mentality. He's getting rid of the spirit of labor in our life. He is getting rid of that mentality of being a spiritual victim and a spiritual patient. And he's getting rid of that because God has decided that he's not going to allow his church to be known by a lie anymore. And God is going to break the lie that the devil has cast on the church and this alternative Christianity that everybody's got in the church. God is coming with the south wind of his spirit to clean up his house and a revival is heading on this way. Can this church give God a good hand clap of praise like you alive in this house tonight? Amen. Tell somebody, say, he's on the way. Amen. This lie entered into the church a whole long time ago, about many years ago, and the hold that the orphan mentality and the orphan spirit has had in our life, the hold that the spirit of Laban has had in our life, that witchcraft, that sorcery, the words that hell has spoke over us, the words that even Christians have spoke upon us, God has come in and he said, I've had enough of that. Everything that Laban has tried to do to delay your promise, God has already ruled up into heaven, and he said, I'm going to give you double what you had when you started, and what you didn't have, I'm going to make Make sure when you come out of it, you're going to have double. So when you ain't got the blessing, you need three times what you're going to get. And everybody's going to get three times what God is giving. Everything that hell tried to delay in your life, get ready. God is sending in by the breath of the south wind of the power of the Holy Ghost. Can I talk to anybody tonight? Amen. So God is going to begin to change some stuff. Everybody walked in here tonight, it seemed like they were wore out. I know it's Wednesday night. I know you're tired. I understand all that. But God is about to take that your mantle of despair and that mantle of the dregs of despair, that mantle of depression and obsession and all this stuff out there and the mantle of fear and hell is put on you and he's going to start putting on you the mantle of praise and he's going to tell you that you're going to be drunk in the power of the Holy Ghost. He said they're going to start making a noise like they drunk. I believe that the power of God is showing up in the house of God and going to make us drunk one more time. And you know when we're partying, we get drunk we get loud and when we get drunk we get to dancing a little bit when we get drunk we get a little bit loud we lose our composure I'm ready for Nia at 80 some years old however old she is jump all up and down these places and show everybody she's still a young teenager in the spirit it's time for us to get ready here comes the joy of almighty God weeping mighty endure for a night but joy shall surely come in the morning can I preach to anybody tonight here in our house amen tell your neighbor right beside you don't you stop dreaming now so God is now is wrapping you today in the mantle of praise on his people. And you're going to have to forfeit the spirit of heaviness. We've been talking about the this orphan mentality, the spirit of labor. Now it's time to get rid of the spirit of heaviness. I ain't heavy no more. Amen. I'm light as a feather. I can fly. You know, I, there's an old song out there in the secular world that I believe I can fly. I'm here to tell you right now, I only can I believe that I can fly. I already fly. All I got to do is get under the power of Almighty God. We need to receive that and get happy about being able to breathe here on this earth. God has you here for such a time as this. God is going to do the greatest move that he's ever done on the face of this earth in the next few years. And you're here because you're the best that he had to get it done. And God is ready to use you in this hour. I don't care if you're 5 or if you're 85. God's still got a place for you. Look at that beside of you and say the holding pattern's over now. Somebody say amen. Can I preach just a little bit tonight? Amen. So God is going to begin to use the least likely of us 
for the very next chapter that's coming. People that you never thought would stand behind the pulpit and the preacher's coming behind the pulpit and start preaching. I told Aunt Janice, I told Tina the other night at the house, I said, we got to change the order of our service. And I'm going to give you a four-way warning. If you're going to come to Little Water Worship Center, you better come with a psalm. You better come with a hymn. You better come with a word. You better come with a doctrine. You better come with a testimony. You better get ready because you don't know when you're going to be called up to say something. Because the Bible said when all the New Testament, when all the New Testament Christians got together, they all come together and everybody had an opportunity to come in with a song. They come in with a word. They come in with the utterance of the Holy Ghost. They come in with a doctrine. And God used everybody. God is sick and tired of me being the star of the show. He is ready for you to get up out of that pew and quit acting like you're dead in a coffin and get involved in the church and let everybody know what God is telling you. Can I get in? anybody in this house to smile at me tonight like they alive and they feel some joy of the Lord in this place. God has just called you to come to work for him and if you're going to be in this church, you're going to go to work for him because we're changing the order of the service. Yeah, there's people over here might be your pastor, but you can be the speaker today and the boy here might be the one that's leading the worship, but you can be playing the piano today or you can get up here and you can sing a song. It's time for you to go to work for the Lord because the holding pattern is over with in your life. Gone are the days that you sitting on that pew after life that everything you and as long as you sit there and say amen every now and again, everything's all right. It's time for you to come out of the cave that you've been in and show hell that there's still some life in you. Is there anybody alive in the church tonight? Amen. amen. What's happening right now is all these people feel like they're invisible, Betty. They feel like that they've been passed over. They're confused. But I want to share with you, it looks like that they're battered. It looks like they're broken. But these people are heavily and mightily anointed by the Lord. They are actually wrecking balls in the spirit. It might seem to them right now, and you might be listening to me online, that the reader, that you are a wrecking ball that has destroyed your whole life. It looks like that the wrecking that you've been going on in your life is on your own personal record, and it seems like everything in your life has been torn apart. Everything has been targeted by hell, and everything has been shaken in your life. But I want our church to holler out and say, but. Say it again, say but. The folks that I'm talking about, when God gets a hold of them, they're going to have zero as the agenda. They don't want any of your glory. They don't want nobody to tap them on the back. They don't want to get none of your money. All they want to do is raise up the name of Jesus Christ and thank the Lord and make him famous for bringing them out of the deep and miry clay and sending them on higher ground, pulling them out of the flames of hell and giving them the opportunity and a second chance to stand up and let somebody know life is worth living here on this earth because Jesus still loves you. He still wants you and he can still use you. And if you're ready for these people that you never thought would come into the church, you need to give God some praise to because God is beginning to send them to live and worship center. He's doing it right now. You're about to be resurrected. They're about to be resurrected. And I want this church to know that you have been handpicked by God himself for the next scene that hell is going to be a part of in your life. Look at that right side of him and say, God handpicked me. Tell another, say, he chose me. Can you even believe that he chose me? Can you believe that he looked over all these churches there was here in North Carolina and he said, I want that little church over yonder in Blaybrook, North Carolina, called Living Water Worship Center that has been fighting hell for 40 years. I want somebody in that place and I'm going to use that church. Can you believe that God reached down and handpicked us to do what God wants you? If you can believe that, then I shout out and say amen. amen. And if you believe that, you've got to get your focus off what's going on here in this earth. 
You got to refuse to shut your plans down. You still going to church. You still going to pray. You still going to go out and you going to witness. It don't matter if you're getting out there and nothing's happening right now. God said, I have already blown the shofar. I've already shown the trumpet. I've come down with my golden gavel. Hell cannot accuse you any longer. And I'm here to tell you, God is saying, you getting ready for a overturn and a turnaround. God's turning it right now. I can feel it in my spirit while I'm talking to you. God said, I'm turning right now. So look at that right beside him and say, dream now, dream now, dream, dream like it's usual. Plan like God's already made you a way because he has made you a way. And prepare because you have been able to get forth with the Lord and God has got a future for you. Amen. Amen. Everybody say devil. God's got a future for this boy. Oh, can I get y'all in agreement with that? And I say it again. Say, devil. God's got a future for living water. God told me to come tell you tonight to cast your vision out one more time. Cast it out one more time. Let the devil know that, hey, I still got a vision. You tried to take me down, but I still got a vision. You tried to take me out, but I still got a vision. You tried to make me sick, but I still got a vision. You tried to break my jaw, but I still got a vision. You tried to take my voice, but I still got a vision. You tried to throw cancer on me, but I still got a vision. Cast that vision out one more time and let the Lord turn around and grab that and bring it to the path because God is calling us and he says, I'm calling you and purposing in your life and Isaiah 45 people that arise up in your life where they'll go down and break down walls and open up doors and break through bars of iron and go out there in the prisons that hell has put them in and erect in your life and destroy them and strip down demonic kings and let hell know there's still a powerful God on this earth. Amen. Smile and somebody say the holding pattern's over. I get happy when I preach about this because I can see it in my life. Many have been in a hole for a long time, amen? But I want you to know right now that God's arrows is flying and they're flying all around you. What that means is, is that God has got angels all around and they're fighting for you right now. Can anybody give God some praise, amen? He says in Isaiah 45, he says the heavens gates and the windows up in heaven will be opened up for you and they'll be opened up to you and you'll have limitless authority and you'll be able to occupy the promised land and occupy the territory and run the hell out of your life. In other words, God is telling living water here tonight, you're about to burst some brand new things. Is anybody with me? And I say amen. He's saying new doors are beginning to open for you and they're open right now. He's saying new favor is going to be given and poured out on you and new territories you're going to be able to claim what I'm doing right now because my errors are now flying all around you. In other words, God's angels has already pulled back the bows and he's releasing against the devil and the devil ain't got no chance. God's already won the battle. Someone shout out amen. In other words, he said, come tell you your morning has been turned to dancing. I wish to God I could get you out of that morning attitude and start dancing a little bit. Some of us need to get happy because we just scored something on hell. Amen. We just scored a touchdown on the on hell. We run the ball right down the devil's throat. And we come from the end, end zone. And God seen it. He said, now I'm going to reward you. I want everybody to understand that God is telling us right now that he has literally took your depleted soul. And when he breathes his breath of life in you, he is going to breathe a surge of strength on the inside of you. And he's beginning to pull the sheet off of that very thing in your life that's a brand new thing that he's been wanting to reveal into you in your life. Because new people are coming. Somebody's 
shout out and say amen. Your legacy is going to begin to be done right now. God is beginning to put the contending that the devil has against your legacy to an end. And God said you're going to shake off everything. Somebody say amen. Oh, tell somebody say, I'm going to shake off everything. Oh, get it in your heart. Now, you're going to slake off all slander. You're going to slake off all witchcraft. You're going to slake off all accusation. All the stifling that hell has been trying to do. All of the murmurings and all of the muslings that hell has been trying to do your life. All them cutting and wounding words. We're shaking it off in the name of Jesus. Somebody say amen. Amen. This tattered mantle that we have on our life from the last season, God is coming now. And all those heavy yokes that came on us in the last season, God is pulling them off of us one by one. He's taking that tattered mantle that's on us and He's wrapping us up in a mantle of praise and a mantle of power. And we're going to have some joy in this house finally. Amen. So God told me to come tell you tonight that He has prepared for you a wide open space. Everybody just say it's wide open. I started to name that list tonight. My message tonight that it's wide open. Somebody tell somebody here tonight, say everything's wide open. Everything's wide open for you. You want to start a business? It's wide open for you. Need to buy a house? It's wide open for you. You need to win your family to the Lord? It's wide open for you. You need your healing? It's wide open for you. You need some more money? It's wide open for you. God, I'm talking to some dead people I reckon. You need to be delivered from alcohol, it's wide open for you. If you need to be delivered from crack cocaine, I want you to understand, it's wide open for you. God has an open space for you right now. Someone shout out and say amen. The problem is, is we got to start stepping into it. Amen. It's time for us to come out the hold. God has prepared for us an open space, and now it's time for us to get out the hold. I want you to know, Thelma, many people in the church has been in the hold for a long time. They've been tied up there in the hold for a a long time. And it was good to go into the hold to start with because during that hold, just like David went in the hold, it was a place that gave him security. It served as a place for survival from the storm. And it was good to be in the hold. God said, I am a refuge in the time of a storm. It is a good place to be in when you're going through some hard seasons in your life. Amen. Amen. It is a good place to be in when there are seasons of rejection in your life. Everything you try to do is rejected. How many has been there before? Amen. It's a good place to be when everybody is persecuting you. It is a good place to be when you're going through some deep, deep grief in your life. It is a great place to be when you're going through discouragement. It is a great place to be when you're going into attack and you're having to defer your hope, and you're going through some trauma. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. That's what I'm talking about, the hole. Everybody holler out and say the hole. It's a good place to be in sometimes. But after a while, it can be one of the hardest places to be in too. It can be a place of reprieve. It can be a place of shelter. It can be a place of refreshment. It can be a place of resuscitation. But, The longer you stay there, it can become a place where the enemy begins to bombard you with lies. It can be a place where he can bombard you with chatter. It can be a place where you get so much apathetic in your life and so lazy that God can't use you anymore. It's one thing to be under the shadow of the wings of the Almighty. But I want to share with you, God said this is an interactive covenant. You need to come and play with the Lord. God said, I'll restore you and I'll bless you and I'll take care of you and you'll be in my safety. But we've got to always understand that God sometimes tells us it's time to get out of the hole. 
For many of us, we've been in the hole and it has become a place of forfeit. We've been in it so long that we've given up even trying anymore. We don't even try to come to church on Wednesday night no more. Hello, everybody. I'm talking to you in the iPad right now. Don't even try to come. Already got ourselves reserved on Wednesday morning at 9 o'clock that nothing's going to happen to make you come to church on Wednesday night. Oh, it's too hard to come to church on Wednesday night because all my kids got to go to school the next morning. Well, we got one that drives 45 minutes. She got two kids going to school. If she can do it, God said, I don't have any type of condemnation in the very verdict of the kingdom of God. There is no classified exemption. If she can get the strength to do it, then I can give you the strength to do it. Hello, 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 hello. Some of us have already made up our mind that we're going to give up. We've got a, 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 a calling from the Lord, a ministry of the Lord. And you've been one that has fought a good fight. But now you go to bed at night and you're beginning to wonder, where's my strength at? Am I talking to anybody? Amen. Amen. By being in the place of limbo, by being in that place of transition, waiting on orders from the Lord, waiting on direction, or waiting on that next assignment in your life, it begins to be a place of deliverance where God begins to uncoil the snake of the enemy around you, and because of the safety, we start to forfeit our mission. We lay down our mantle. We lay down our anointing. We can study, quit studying the Bible like we're supposed to. The hole can be a place that God takes all them daggers that the devil's put in the back of your heart, back and out of your heart, out of your life. It can be a place of health and life. But it can become a place of death if you stay there and overstay the season. And God has told us it's time to come out the hole. Look at that beside of you and say the holding pattern is over. How many believe that tonight? Amen. Now David fled to the, the hole. The word David means my beloved. And we are loved by the Lord. So at times when we are, are, are loved by the Lord, God makes a refuge for us and we are to head to the fold and the hole there in that hole. But look what happens in 2 Samuel chapter number 5. I want to read to you some things. Turn with me if you will. 2 Samuel chapter number 5, verse 17 through 19. When you got that, say Amen. But when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over all Israel, all the Philistines came up to seek David. Tell your neighbor right beside him and say, when you, God is going to bless you, all the hell hears it. And they come seeking you. They're trying to get you to forfeit. 